we're in our series going through through Acts. So we just felt to, to have some worship at the front and I'm going to share and then we want to bring, bring this back into kind of a worshipful response, if you like, where we can together think about the Holy Spirit, remember this day of Pentecost being poured out, the Spirit being poured out, but we can encounter the tangible presence of Jesus with us. So John and the band, John and the crew are going to come back up in a bit and I'm just going to set some some worshipful space, if I can put it that way. So um, if you have a Bible, why don't you turn to Acts, Acts 2. As I said, we're continuing our series. Last, last week, if you were listening, watching, connecting to us last week, M Hodges kicked off the series and I'm sure you will agree, man, she, look, I've got my thumbs up, my thumb up. She did an incredible job just setting the, setting the scene, putting the book into its context, who wrote it, painting the picture thus far. We were like, some of us were just like afterwards like, wow, M, what you packed in in such a short time was incredible. So it's so right that M kicked off this series. Um, just the biblical picture of God's people and where, where we are in history right now. And I love, I love what Em shared. She said, it was all about the acts of Jesus through the Holy Spirit in the lives of the disciples. So that's what we're going to keep, keep mentioning, keep drip feeding in throughout this series. The acts of Jesus, this is what we see in Acts, the acts of Jesus through the Holy Spirit in the lives of his disciples. And Em also said, it's the work of Jesus continues. That's what we've got to remember. The work of Jesus continues. And friends, it continues through us. We don't want this just to be a, a time when, as Jesus follows, we look back and it's like a historical document. It, it of course, is that. We're going to learn loads from looking through Acts. But we need, to, we need to position ourselves, pop ourselves in the story to know, man, this is a continuation of the plan and the story, the unfolding story and plan of God that he wants to reach the world through us. Started in Jerusalem and now, boom, it's hitting the ends of the earth through us. Through us today, 2021, we are recipients. <laughs> Is that a word? Of the Holy Spirit because of what happened here. So we need to remember, we're carrying on the ministry of Jesus, being empowered by the Holy Spirit and it's in and through our lives. So today we're in Acts 2, as, as Lucy brilliantly said right at the start, Acts 2, this is uh, the day of Pentecost. It's the day of Pentecost and it's the time the Holy Spirit was poured out. So traditionally, the Church of Jesus Christ remembers this day to know that, man, this is the time that Jesus' followers were empowered. So if you have a Bible, hopefully you've found it from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound... A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked one another, aren't these all Galileans? How is it then that we hear them all speaking in our own native language? Then jumped down to verse 12, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what on earth does this mean? I love this bit. Some, however, made fun of them and, and thought they were drunk, thought they were hammered, thought they'd had too much wine. But then, verse 14, then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you this. Listen carefully to what I say. These men aren't drunk, as you suppose. Imagine them saying it. They're not hammered. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. 
Now, this is what was spoken. Remember, he's, he's setting them up for their history. Remember what the prophet Joel spoke to our forefathers about. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. He's saying, this is what's happening. In these days, God is pouring out his spirit on all people. Sons, daughters will prophesy. Young men see visions. Old men dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood, fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great coming and the great day of the, sorry, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Flip over to verse 36. Then Peter goes on, basically, the chunk I'm missing out, Peter goes on to just remind them of, this Christ, what Jesus has done. And the, verse 36 says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God who's, this God has made Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what must we do? Imagine this, they, they heard this message, they were cut to the heart and they said, What must we do about this? And this is what Peter replied. Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. This is incredible, remarkable. This is the day that the Spirit has poured out. What we see here is tangible, a tangible demonstration of the Spirit's activity. Something like fire. They, they began to speak another language, so much so that people started hearing their own language, their own native tongue. What's going on here? This is the moment when Jesus' followers were transformed in a completely new way. God's presence had so flooded and filled them that there was a dynamic power at work. I'm, I'm shooting ahead at the moment, but in Acts 17, verse 6, a few of them were brought before a council and it says in Acts 17, verse 6, these men have turned the world upside down. Imagine that being said about you, all nations, us, Vine Life, here in Manchester. This crew, we've turned the world upside down. We're, we're a group of people that are turning the world upside down, not in aggression and, and, and in... Uh, calamity and in hostile nature, but, but through love, through the workings of Jesus, they're turning the world upside down. However, this is pretty dramatic, right? This wasn't always the case. Like before this, they were hidden away. They were in the upper room. It wasn't like they were filled with joy. They were waiting, like Lucy said, they were waiting for days for this promise. Jesus said, wait. So they're waiting waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, this, this rag bag group of Jesus followers were around to about 120 in number, there or thereabouts. And then suddenly, this flooding of power, they were hiding away. The scripture says they were hiding away because of the fear of the Jews. They were fearful that the same punishment that Jesus received would come their way. So they're hiding away and then suddenly the sound of this violent rushing wind filled, filled the whole house where they're sitting, filled their hearts. Remember, Jesus, before he ascended back to the Father, he was teaching them. He was, he was setting them up and preparing them for, for a whole new way of living, a new, empowered, dynamic way of living. 
We need to remember, friends, following Jesus isn't a morality, isn't about belonging to a moral high club, man. This is about being empowered. This is about empowerment of the Holy Spirit, God, the God who made the cosmos, now lives in us, now lives in us. Acts 1, to, to understand the context of this kind of pouring out of the Spirit, we need to jump back into Acts 1 where M kind of landed last week or when or Emma was focusing on last week. Acts 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, Luke, Luke writes this account, on one occasion while he was still eating with them, before he ascended, Jesus was still with them, he gave them this command, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't, don't go yet. I want you to go, but don't go yet. Wait until you receive the promise that you've heard me talk about. And let me just pause there. That Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, the gift that you've heard me talk about. If you know your, your scriptures, if you know the gospels, in John, Jesus is saying to them, do you know what? In not long from now, I'm going. And it's actually really good that I'm going. Can you imagine? It's like, what do you mean you're going? Like you've been healing people, raising the dead. You're going. And he's like, no, no, it's for your benefit that I go. Because if I don't go, he won't come. But if I go, me and the Father, we're going to send him. And he's going to come and he's going to be with all of you everywhere, everywhere present. Sorry, <laughs> that's a bit dramatic. Um, you've heard me speak about this. For John baptised with water, but in a few days now, you'll be baptised with or in the Holy Spirit. This word baptised means to drench. It means to immerse. It means to be clothed with to be completely covered in. St. John baptised with water for the forgiveness of sins, but in a few days, you're going to be baptised with power, with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be covered. And Luke picks this up in his own gospel. Verse, sorry, chapter 24, verse 49 says, I'm, I'm going to send you this promise. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but wait in the city until you've been clothed or until you've been baptised, immersed, covered with power from on high. And then Acts 1.8, we, we know this is the moment he's setting them up again, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Remember last week Em said it starts in Jerusalem. It started in Jerusalem, this outpouring. They're, they're in this upper room, this outpouring in Jerusalem. And then it's meant to spread through Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And we are among the ends of the earth, friends. Manchester, Leicester, <laughs> Compared to where they were, man, this is spreading. In Matthew 28, we, we know these famous words from Jesus, the Great Commission. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. Go and make disciples of nations, baptising people in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Remember he says, teaching them to obey everything and surely I'm with you. He, Jesus is setting us all up. He, he wants us to go. But he says, before you go, you need to be filled up. I want you to go, but don't just go out in your own power. I want you to receive this dynamic power from on high before you go, because you will be my witnesses. So it's always been his intention to send us out. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you confess Christ as your Lord, man, he wants to send you out. He wants you to reach your neighbours, your friends, your family, your workplace, your schools, the university, this city, your city, this nation, the world. But he wants you to receive power before you go. 
a power that isn't just your own strength. It's the dynamic power of God on the inside of us. Friends, we need to be filled up before we go out. We need to remember we're carriers of God's presence. It says in Romans 8, I think, that the same spirit that raised Christ from death now lives and abides in us. That's in you, Si. This same, sorry, Simon's there. Um, I'm not just, I've got an imaginary friend. The same spirit that lives, that raised Christ lives in us. I don't know about you, but that blows my tiny mind. That same spirit that said to Jesus, let's get you up from the grave. Now lives and abides in us. So there's a call. If we're followers of Christ, that he wants to send us out, but he wants to fill us up before we go. Make sure we're filled with power from on high. You know, this wasn't always the case. If you look back in history gone by, the Holy Spirit or God empowered certain people for certain tasks, duties, responsibilities. Prophets, kings, judges, priests. We see that, but it was for specific things. It wasn't like a whole people. But now, man, it's a whole people, a whole people. David says in 1 Samuel, the spirit of the Lord came upon David. Judges 6, the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. These were to conquer armies. Samson, in Judges 14, 6, this is my favourite by far. The spirit of the Lord came upon him in power so that he could tear a lion apart with his bare hands. That's a task. Imagine tearing a lion apart with your bed, sorry, that's a bit random, but it was for specific things. But then there was this day coming. There was this day on the horizon where the prophet Joel had, had seen something in God of a promise that was to come. So in Joel 2, many of you will know this, Joel 2, 28 to 29 says, and afterwards, or some translations say, in the last days. Peter has read this. Peter has reminded them of their history. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Remember, this is what he's saying. They're not drunk. These people are not drunk. They're not hammered on wine. This is what Joel said. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men see visions. Both men and women, I will pour out my spirit. This day is coming, not just on David, not just on Deborah, on on Ruth, on Gideon, on Samson, but it's going to be on all people. This spirit is going to be poured out on all people. The amazing promise of God to empower his children to continue the ministry of his incredible son on the earth. That's what we're part of. This, This story is continuing through us. So here we are in Acts 2, the day the promise arrives. Acts 2 verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them were filled. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can read over this and go, oh, that was good for them. And this is true for you. Wherever you're watching from, like Lucy said right at the start, in in your car, in the in the kitchen, in your bedroom, in the lounge, all of us can be filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them were filled. The Amplified Bible says, and they were filled, that is diffused throughout their whole being. I remember, man, when I received the Holy Spirit, it was like everything went into technicolour. And there's this diffusion through my whole being, my whole soul. 
The message, paraphrase of this verse, without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. Then like wildfires, like a forest fire, like a match being set onto dry ground. These, these people must have been dry and barren and worried and fearful, but like a forest fire, like a wildfire, this Holy Spirit broke out in power. And do you know what his power is? It's his love. It's not just this random power. It's the love of Christ that breaks down walls, that breaks down barriers, that sets people free. There was tangible evidence, the empowering presence of the Lord, this promised gift of the Father, onto and into and through and filling them. Like I said, it was like tongues of fire came to rest and remain on them. They began to speak in these tongues. Peter stood and preached this stonker of a sermon with such boldness. This is Peter, the one that Jesus said would deny him. He's now standing before thousands of people, probably shouting, it says he said with a loud voice. He wasn't like, huh, if anyone can hear me. He's like, no, this is who Christ is and we killed him. You killed him. And he was the Christ. He was the Lord. And they said, man, they says they were cut to the heart. What must we do? And he says, repent, be baptised. The gift is for you, like we see here in Acts 2, 28 to 30, uh, 38 to 39. Repent. Be baptised in the name of Jesus and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I just want to say, friend, if you confess Christ as Lord, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, your children, all who are far off, for all whom the Lord God calls. Friends, this is where it gets amazing for us. This is where you and I are included into this eternal promise this promise that goes back thousands of years, you and I are included into this. We who are far off, it says, all who are far off, your children, your children's children, it reaches us, all who the Lord God calls to himself. See, it's always been his plan to rescue and to fill, to rescue us and to fill us with his presence and his power. It's a promised gift. And I want us to see that it's a promised gift of your heavenly father and he wants you to have it, a gift. We need to understand the gift is a gift. It's not, it's not a prize for trying hard, to, for living a really good, stellar Christian life. That's religion. This is a promised gift that God wants to give his children to help them live this identity that it was always designed for you to live in. It's not an optional extra. You know, so many people, are you, are you those, we treat the Holy Spirit, I said earlier to some, like this, this crazy uncle that turns up to a party just to zhuzh things up a little bit. That was never God's intention. He, we're not just this, this weird Christian sect that believes in the, ooh, the, the, the wishy-washy power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot have Christianity without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that cuts to our heart to reveal Christ to us. He is God. So this is not an optional extra that some Jesus followers should have the Holy Spirit and others not. God's intention was, it's a gift for all my kids and I want you to have it, to empower you to live. Me and, me and my family used to be 
part of a, a movement of churches called New Frontiers. And the founding father of New Frontiers, a guy called Terry Virgo, had this quote, Baptism in the Holy Spirit or this filling with the Holy Spirit is an empowering for service that takes place in the life of a Christian in which a person is immersed in the Spirit's power. It's not a reward for trying hard. It's a gift to enable you to overcome right from the start. We need to remember that outside of the Holy Spirit, Holy, hear it, Spirit filling and flooding you, your life as a follower of Jesus will feel like walking through muesli like through treacle, just dry, although treacle's not dry. Muesli's dry, right? Yeah. <laughs> Walking through muesli without milk. That's a better way of looking at it. That's just like, this is, this is awful. We, we can receive, and we're going to pray in a few moments for us to receive afresh. The cool thing is, this is where I want to land, really. It's a gift that keeps on giving. This is a gift that keeps on giving. This was never meant to be a one-off deal that happened at Pentecost then and we just hear about it. They, you, look through, you look through the rest of Acts and they were filled and they did incredible exploits. They were filled and they saw healings break out. It says time and time again, they prayed, filled with the Spirit, went out in power. Filled, went out in power. Prayed, spoke the word of Christ boldly. We need to go on being filled. Ephesians is really clear. It says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to all sorts of crazy town, but instead be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I found myself just over the last week speaking in tongues more in the morning, like, oh yeah, this is a gift. God's given us these gifts. Speak in tongues. Edify myself. Walking around my kitchen in circles. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what I've been doing. My hands out going, come, Holy Spirit of God. Come and flood my heart again, Holy Spirit of God. Come and break out into my family. Come and break out into this church. Come and break out into my community. Come and break out into my heart, into my friends. Come, Holy Spirit of God. We want Pentecost every day. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61. It's really interesting, right? I just feel like I felt drawn to these verses preparing for this. In Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And, you, and people will be drawn. As it comes it's on the screen there, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over all the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you. Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set captives free. I feel like... Isaiah was picking something up hundreds of years before Pentecost, knowing that there's a day coming where the glory of the Lord will rest upon his people and nations will be drawn to this light. So I want to ask us the question, are we being filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you been filled, friend, with the Holy Spirit? Are you continually asking the Holy Spirit to flood your heart? I just want to, I don't know who's listening, watching today. Some of you might be like, man, I'm so on this track. I'm always getting filled with the Holy Spirit. But others are like, I didn't even know. I didn't even hear about this. Because it's God, you can experience all sorts of sensations, emotions, feelings, stuff. For some people, there's this overwhelming sense of gratitude to Jesus. That was the case for me. When I first got saved, I knew God had flooded my heart of his Spirit and I left this house like, man, you 
did that for me. I wanted to sing it from the rooftops. Conviction of heart, like we see in this text. What must we do? What do I do about this? Some people have this incredible sense of, of love. Romans 5, 5, he pours his love into our hearts. Sense of joy. Psalm 16, in his presence is fullness of joy. This overwhelming sense of peace, freedom. You know, we've heard stories where the Holy Spirit is poured out. People just get freed up. Freed up of addiction or anger or hatred, unforgiveness. I, I want to ex- expect today that as you're listening, man, your heart might just be getting freed up from stuff. Uh, sonship says that we've received the spirit of sonship and in our hearts we call out Abba, Father. When the spirit comes in power, you know you're a child of God. Boldness, they witnessed for Christ. Tongues, this heavenly prayer language. We don't talk about it enough. Some people think it's gobbledygook. They did. We need to know this is a heavenly prayer language that declares the wonders of God. It's amazing. Prophecy, hearing God's voice, dreams, visions, side effects. Some people feel warmth, heat, electricity. I know for me, man, I, when I sense the Holy Spirit, and I do now, I just feel this tingly, this kind of warmth and tangible kind of electricity, if you like. This is about being filled with God and it's a promised gift and it's for you and me right here, right now, today, and God wants you to have it. I'm going to invite the band back up in now, actually, if that's all right, but as they're getting ready, I want to read us something from John's Gospel to set up some time for us to receive as well. John 7, 37 to 39, Jesus said this, where it says, documenting Jesus, on the last and greatest day of the festival or the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers out of his belly, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. But up until this point, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. Friends, I've got some incredible news. Jesus has been well and truly glorified. He came, he lived a sinless life to identify with us. He went to the cross and was butchered and tortured for the sin of the world. And he carried our sin there. All of our rebellion, our our broken hearts. He died He was buried. Three days later, he rose again in power, in victory, in brand new life, winning for us eternal life. He ascended to the Father and he has now sent this promised gift, the Holy Spirit, for us to receive. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to to receive. Up until that time, he had not been given because Jesus had not been glorified. He has been glorified. Anyone who believes in Jesus, all you need to do is just come to him. Believe in your heart. Believe that he has this gift for you and just rivers of living water will flow. Thirst, come, believe and receive. So I want to pray and I'm going to hand over to these guys. Just where you're at right now, why don't you just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Spirit of God. Come and flood our hearts. Come and flood our minds. Come and flood these vessels. 
Come and diffuse power from within. Come and baptise us afresh in the Holy Spirit. Just as John and the band lead us, why don't you just ask? Just come and fill us, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us, Holy Spirit. Over to you guys.